after breakfast What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas It's weird brunch How about not When like I was that? dropping my straight cat off They asked me to say three things I liked about the cat And three things I didn't like about the cat and the, you say things you Well, like the first thing the I said that I didn't like about the cat That he was too cute and then the second thing I didn't like about the cat mm. was that he stressed out my other cat and made him have a narrow urethra. And then the third thing I narrow. didn't like about narrow the cat urethra. is that he always put his balls in my face. Of course. Which I think are all valid, but they're not deal breakers for most people. Well, no. And like the ball thing, that's going to get gonna taken, get taken care, care of. of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then somebody probably, I'm sure there's cats that don't have stressed urethras that could live with them. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Did y'all name it? Bert. Okay. Yeah. That's probably part we named of them why it's all, hard. Yeah. We named them all S names. The ferals that we had. So it was Striper, R-A-P Striper. Um, Steve, which we now realize is a girl. So it's Stevie. And this was Sherbert. You just call him Bert now. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's pretty not, cute. Not Sherb. No. <laughs> Sherb. It was, it's like Sirbert. Like S-I-R. Mm. Sibbert. Jealous that I had a cat cats. and gave up a cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just you do know. you not have your neighborhood cat yet? No, you'll find. Yeah, I they'll find even you. Seen yeah. one? Yeah. Put some. <laughs> this is a more responsible Honestly, neighborhood. Maybe legitimately been contemplated it. Yeah, so just little, I, you're just gonna get I, raccoons that just way. A, a little salami. I'm kind this of okay with that as well. Just you know, Maris didn't like salami. I tried to give it to her one time. That's a treat. Yeah. Our cats don't like fish, which is interesting. Like if I get like, if I get like. uh, She loved fish. Like like I would give her my tuna juice. Not even tuna. They like tuna, but they don't like, if I get like sashimi, like if I go to H-E-B and get some sushi. you're like, here is the sashimi for my (laughs) cats. Because it's like raw fish, like like unadulterated for the most part. And they're just like, no, they're like, give us that shit from the can. What's weird is sometimes I would give I would be like, this chicken is a little older. I'd smell it. It doesn't smell bad to me. I would taste it and eat it to make sure and, and then give it to, Maris, it to Maris. Yeah. And Maris would be like, no. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, you ate this two days ago. Like, what cat smells are you smelling that my human smells and taste aren't picking up? Like, is this bad? Is that your new, like, so if you have something in your freezer for a while and you're like, it says expired, but right. mm, you yeah. take it out to the take cat. To and if she eats it, you're like, okay, I can eat this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's a super smeller. But now I don't have her anymore. So you just have a freezer full of test food. Yes. I can test food. I can drop an outdoor cat up here if you want one. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple more. I know. But I want one that's nice and will hang out with me and then leave me alone. Stevie does that. Stevie's human friendly now. That's why we were kind of thinking about grabbing her too and taking her in mm. she's already fixed she's ear clipped so how many kittens are there now? there's three <laughs> there's Someone. three additional kittens oh yeah how many cats would send their mail to your house currently um well they're all pretty irresponsible and definitely aren't updating their driver's right. licenses yes. so and then there's the two that will just never leave our two ferals that are just here forever so six Nice. Yeah. But only two insides. Only two. Well, no, well, I didn't even count those, Bert. so eight. <laughs> <laughs> Inside cats I will, don't but count. The Inside. outdoor cats were actively trying to see if we can see if they will aren't going to be feral and then get them. And right. then even if they aren't human friendly, at least get them TNR'd so they can't reproduce. Because mm-hmm. as Bob Barker said, 
mm-hmm. Price is wrong, bitch. And then he punched a cat in the face. Mm-hmm. I'm so surprised they haven't the figured balls. out a way to, I mean, I guess a drug like that might be just dangerous to have, but like put it in cat food and it Oh, could, like sterilization. Yeah. yeah. You know, because they're, yeah, take care of the feral cat colonies. Yeah. But then I guess you could probably well, use it. What happens when we run out of cats? Or... This is a real concern for me. <laughs> I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. They're everywhere, man. Like we literally got down to just the two cats and then three more showed up in a one week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. But yeah, let's say like we start, we're able to sprinkle some, some sauce on their food. Mm-hmm. And they're just... Sterile sauce. Yeah. They're just... Yeah, the balls. Yeah, and then shrivel off. Yeah, yeah, and then let's say twenty years from now, the mouse Don't population is just going to be the bird right. population will come back with vengeance. Oh yeah, that's a huge. Threat we definitely to the need population. the cats, but yeah, I I don't think that. What if there's just like. If you sprinkle it on there and then it's like you never know which cats are gonna. <laughs> well, true. Well, all cats should be. It doesn't matter, right? Even if you're not a feral cat they should be spayed and neutered yeah yeah but if we it also probably sterilize the raccoons and possums that eat cat food too which is also probably fine i don't know but then yeah we are gonna have birds and mice overrunning everything yeah it's Hmm. a balance it's almost Hmm. like humans make shouldn't fuck with the ecosystem perhaps i mean it's almost like that but arguably is you feeding the feral cats fucking with the ecosystem because those kittens probably wouldn't. The thing have is, they were already. Survived. They already. They're not like adults, right? But they're, they're teens. not teeny tiny kittens. Yeah. Well, they're pretty small, but they're not like. They're like a six-week, eight-week cat. Older than that. Younger, smaller than three months for okay. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw one yesterday. They, yeah. it, it looked at yeah. me yesterday. <laughs> Lay in the closet and looked at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're. This is cat talk. <laughs> Call in about talk. your cats. I would love to hear about them. I would too. I know. Whitney's biggest tragedy in life is finding is out I was allergic. allergic. If I had just not figured it it's out, it's really funny I would still that Whitney didn't now. realize she was allergic because we had cats our entire life growing up, and Whitney just puffed up with allergies every single day of her youth, and somehow we did not make the connection. Well, I mean, if that's how I look. 24 7 real puffy and itchy yeah, yeah like i just assumed that was, that was my life yeah, yeah i didn't think anything of it and it took going not, away yeah. for a, like college stuff for a little bit not even that long to be like oh, oh mm, i feel a lot better yeah <sighs> i should have never left home ever yeah, never you left still and then i would have had right some now. yeah yeah had some, still had cats around I'm so sad uh, what are you doing? I was burping. Oh, you were inside burping? Mm-hmm. Or I was trying not to belch. I hate that word. I don't know how to say it besides that, right? In that circumstance. You could keep continue saying burp. No. I used to work with a guy whose last name was Mouth Belcher. <laughs> and I couldn't. I don't know like, why. Like, like Bob's Burgers. Burgers. Yeah. But, Interesting. Yeah. But it, for some reason, it's okay on Bob's Burgers. And for some reason, in the real world, I just hear belch. Well, and I'm waiting yeah. 100% of the time for a giant yeah. burp. Yeah. Like from the and depths. And it never happened. I think, yeah, Belcher definitely sounds like a cartoon name. Right. Of course. So Well, because all names are coming from like, 
centuries it's, it's ago the work you did yeah. so like so was that work doing? just like burping yep could be maybe burping. it was like really good at making other people burp yeah maybe it was like a digestive thing so it's yeah. almost like he a was doctor. all about gut health yeah yes. yeah yeah that's obviously what it was. he's the pioneer of probiotics we've solved all my issues of I, the day thank I, you I, yeah totally See myself good. out man oh i did have my mind blown the other day and okay. i almost took to the weird brunch tiktok to talk about it what you should have well i know i'm still might but when i got my she was telling me that you're not allergic to something until the second time you're exposed to it how is that possible because your body the first oh, time think about it <laughs> As <laughs> you know, the first time you meet somebody, sometimes first impressions aren't you know really accurate. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know, he he did like use like a term that I don't agree with or something like that. So yeah. maybe he's okay, and then you meet him again, and then he like goes off on like. But a, okay, what is right. the real explanation for this? It's uh, the histamines are not your body isn't aware of them until it's aware of them. So the first time I, I don't. A hundred percent. I'm sure I can Google it. And she explained it so much better than this. But it was basically like kids aren't allergic to peanuts until they have a peanut and their body's like, oh, we don't care like for this. this. So then the next time they've built up a defense. They've built up the it. no thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Isn't that- that's weird I, to think about. Yeah. I feel less it's like, like. It's like, what is what? it? The cat or whatever in the box. It's like, is it dead? Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Schrodinger's allergen. If you allergen. never see it. Yeah. 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 Like you could. There's plenty of things. Maybe you could have been exposed once to something. And, and I just, don't know it. And I'm just. Another yeah. sort of Damocles is hanging over your head. Jesus. It's waiting I just thought it was a cool brain. fact, and now I'm going into an yeah, existential this crisis. This is majorly existential. I was going to say nothing about that, but John <laughs> found an, a white and tan Eames chair. So do you know the Eames one? It's like the chair that you would think Frasier has. Like It's the very cool, sleek <laughs> lounger. Sorry. It's a chair that Does you would have think like Frasier an ottoman. Yes, it has the ottoman. It's like, yes. this is the smart person chair. I they're want like this chair, yes. Yeah. They're like crazy expensive. Yes. And we're always just casually like, if we see one, cool. That would be great for free. Or not free, but cheap. Yeah. We're never going to be able to. Anyways, it was on Facebook Marketplace. For $250, he sent it to me, and I was like, immediately, I was like, just get it. Say yes right now. Yeah. We'll come pick that motherfucker up. And the guy had given us his home address, and we were getting ready to leave. And John was like, Venmo or cash? And he was like, oh, actually, someone's already on the way. Even though we had, he had said it's available and sent us his address. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Motherfucker. And that was probably like a friend, you know, maybe where he's like, all right, he's got like, a bunch of interest even, on it. And he's going to relist it for more even money. If mm-hmm. it was like a knockoff, which I wouldn't like a replica, I wouldn't be surprised if it was even the replicas are like in the thousands still. Oh, yeah. So I've never was, seen one. I've for, never seen one like for under, under 700. Six, yeah. Six or yeah. seven. And I was so now I'm just like, I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm really mad. And I even I went on eBay to see because I was like, I have my U-ship credit. We could just ship it for free. So it's like uh, all of them are like 900. Yeah. Also, if you go to other city Craigslist. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a fun a one. Idea. 
I googled what an Eames chair was because I didn't know what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And um, these are the results that comes up. And tell me which one you think doesn't belong. Okay. I saw it as you were eating crab chair. <laughs> it's a chair that does not That's look anything like an Eames chair whatsoever. That is crab That's horrifying. Leg. It looks like Satan hands really from afar. Is, it looks like truly you, upsetting. you cord out a a crab and you're using its husk as a yeah, chair which is but like dark. a human sized yeah it, mm. an australian crab yeah, yeah an australian actually. a king king so crab. i mean that is only a thousand dollars you know and that does align with our aesthetic actually in this room there's a shocking lack <laughs> yeah of crustacean <laughs> of lobsters yeah we could easily turn this room into like a beach vibe yeah trash. i mean it's already beachy over here yeah but that's but it's like not classy beachy yet. we gotta yeah. get some port a right. no, it's like how like older like boomers they always theme their bathrooms as as like seaside beach. and beach mm-hmm. sunroom crab crab yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. A, the crab shack truly <laughs> it is the crab shack it could be it isn't if somebody yet. themed one of their rooms as joe's crab shack <laughs> I feel oh, like no, we CJ. could do it. Oh my God. I think could advise. Say, CJ would absolutely love to theme a room Joe's Crab Shack. I f- yeah. I feel like if we had a back porch that was like a little bit bigger mm-hmm. and like, oh, we would like more wood. Like, yeah. Oh, it'd be Just everywhere. Just put a little bit of a screen on the outside. Yeah. And we're, we're we need neon lights. Shack. Like there's so much we could do really. Now I gotta buy a house. Yeah. You gotta do it, man. Please get some fishing net out there. Yeah, decorative hang, hang nets, weird bras yeah. on the ceiling. Yes. Get dollar dollars. Dollars, yes. Yep, yep. Uh, a walk-in, everywhere. and that's where people go to hook up. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a really good idea. <sighs> I did look up an inflatable hot tub today. Nice. That How much was it? I saw some for like between four to seven hundred. Yeah, and I'm like, how much is a regular hot tub? Like. Much more than that, yeah. At a zero, yeah, easily. I don't know. Mom and Spencer have had the same hot tub since since we left. Since oh, as soon as y'all left, they they had it when I was in high school. When I left, that's when they. It was fantastic because when you smoke pot in a hot tub, the chlorine smell gets rid of the pot smell. Yeah, it's really good. I just smoked cigarettes to cover for my friends smoking weed. Mm. See. That's I was doing the Lord's work. I was a good friend. Of, I was like, yeah. friend of you. I'll drive around and smoke right. a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, smoke weed in the back. Yeah. We always just smoked at the house because I was more afraid of cops than I was of mom at that point. Uh, now. How about now? We don't need to get into my opinion okay. on cops. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been more afraid of cops. I mean, but as a teen, they can't, like, yes, run from the cops and be, well, No. What advice on, do we want to give? Yeah, no, the, the thing is, if you go to a party, you show up 30 minutes after, well, an hour after the party's already started, and you pl- park at least two blocks away where you wouldn't need to go down the road that you came on to get back to your car. So you're going to have to hop at least one fence. And then there's one person in your friend group that can only have one beer. No. And then you leave. Then you leave when other people really start showing up. And then if one of your friends brings a backpack, you can steal as much of the beer as possible. This is why you have the job you have. Thank you. It's logistics. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Logistics. Well, I mean, we could start. Do y'all want to start? Yeah. How you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling um, good. I have some points to prove today. Oh. That's a, do you want to say your name first then? Yeah. My name is Lisa. Got some points today for e-drink. 
perfect. I'm Does Whitney that, Lamond. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm Haley Lamond. I thought it was just going to be me. Nope, having nope. This it's just Lisa. It's a Lisa special. It's just one <laughs> real long story. What you. a horrible experience that would be for everyone. <laughs> it could be great. Oh, probably not but no. it could be right now i can't show any judgment which i know. like it's gonna be really can't show you can, you can. You yeah, you yeah. Just it's not bad. i just think it's gonna make my work life a lot better yeah <laughs> because i cannot hide my face I- i've developed that in court in quarantine i thought you were gonna say court <laughs> i'm a lawyer on the side <laughs> just constantly i do like night law stenographer <laughs> That's what I would want to be. If you had to work in the justice system? I've looked into stenography classes mm-hmm. because I think it's really interesting, especially that, like, learning it the in quick general. Code kind of thing for mm-hmm. um, it's expensive to learn, mm-hmm. but I think it would be fun to be a court stenographer. Just go. You can go to courtrooms and just sit there with a big mm-hmm. typewriter. I brought my own. You don't even have to actually be typing words in. You can just do like you're cosplaying it. Yeah. Wear aggressively oversized glasses and a giant sweater. I know that the last time that we were in court was for your dad. The last time. The only time we've been in. The most recent court experience. Yes. And the judge almost kicked one of our parties out because he was wearing shorts. I'm sure he would be totally fine for you just to show up with a full um, loud typewriter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Poor my he had he was like there basically as a character witness almost. Um and he had had knee surgery like five days before, so he wore shorts. And he could like he was hobbling. I felt so bad for I him. I felt bad for him too. He's the nicest guy on the whole planet. Um and the bailiff came over and was like and was like <laughs> you can't wear shorts in blah, blah, blah's courtroom. And they went out and we were like, lawyer, pay attention. They just like kicked Mike out of here and our lawyer went. Our star witness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our lawyer went and talked to the bailiff and then the judge was like, he made a point to be like, normally I would not allow somebody in here with shorts on and blah, 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 blah. But because you had... Knee he was surgery. nice about it. Like, it was yeah, fine. it was fine, but it was just kind of. I felt so bad for Mike. I was like, of course, and they make him get up and hobble, hobble back over. out, and then yeah. stand in the. My God, and they were khaki shorts. They were classy shorts. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did weren't they like have Daisy cargo boots. pockets. They did. He could put yeah. like snacks and everything in there if he really wanted to, but he didn't. He wouldn't do that. No, no, no. Well, Weezer, do you want to tell your yeah. story? Yeah, you want to go first? Yeah, I can yeah. go first. Yeah. So there's a couple of islands off the coast of Virginia. Maybe you've heard of them. Maybe you haven't. The islands of Chincoteague and Assateague. Cute. Any Anybody no. ringing any bells? Mm-mm. Dang. We had different childhoods. I mean, um, we didn't leave Texas. No. That's- well, I've never been, but we'll get to it. These islands are just riddled with tiny horses. <laughs> what? I know. I know. Worried that they're riddled with tiny horses. <laughs> they're riddled with them. And a bunch of tourists come out and it's like a horse people mecca. Mm. I get it. I would go. Yeah, I want to go right now. I, I want to go see hundreds of tiny horses. I want to see that many horse people in one spot. No, you don't. I kind of do. Well, every July there's tens of thousands of them. Yeah. That... They're long dresses and they're... 
Oh yeah. They have naturally no, kind of curly hair, girls. but they brush their hair out so much and it's all like frizzy. Mm. I see it. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, cause they're on the water, so it's going to be frizz city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They go and watch hundreds of the ponies swim from Chincoteague to Ossetique. How did they get there? Right. That's what everybody wants yes. to really know. How do we get them back? It's the question of the century. Now, if, the island of uh, Chincoteague, Chincoteague, I don't remember. If that's sounding familiar, it's because there is a novel called Misty of Chincoteague written by Marguerite Henry in 1947. I remember having to read this book. Really? Yes. I do not remember this at I all. Do because I don't either. The name Chincoteague is like, I will never forget weird. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that was burned in my brain at like 10 years old or whatever. So in the book, there's these two kids. This is a very high level, but two kids, they want these ponies from Chincoteague. So they get them eventually. The It's a mom horse named Phantom and her daughter horse named Misty. And the kids, one of the kids breaks Phantom and races her. And then Phantom at some point sees her old friends that were free and feral because these horses all live in herds. Mm. One stall- It's like lions, kind yep. of one stallion and a bunch of mares. So Phantom, sh- she sees her old friends and she's like, mm, I'm out. Fuck y'all. But Misty stays behind. Misty's the, the, the daughter bird, horse. So it's a story about like freedom, what it means and like loyalty and what it means and what's important to you. So Marguerite is a horse girl big time big time horse girl mm-hmm. marguerite she has 59 novels most of them are about horses and in 1945 marguerite goes to chingateague to write about these ponies specifically and she hung out at this ranch uh the bee bay ranch it's b-e b-e-e-b-e are these all Beeb? native words Beeb? Beeb? B-E-E-B-E? Like and B-B. Yes. Yeah, B-B. Well, B-B. B-B is, that's, there. it's like a ranch, so it's a family name. But Chincoteague and Assateague, that's going to be yeah. native. Yeah, native. Okay. Yeah. B-B. And then B-B that sounds like, sounds like, like made-up shit, like Lady like it's, Lodge or something like No, it's like the like combination that. of like three people's yeah. names or something, like sync. Um, excuse me. Sorry. That's a real name. That's someone's name. Their child in sync, maybe. Is that no? It's, it's the not last, their initials. It's, it's the last Is letter of each of their names. Yeah, I guess. Yes. What, who's the Y? I don't know. Okay. There's a whole thing about. There's Timberlake. Timberlake. Do you want me to look it up? Yes. Oh, it's the last letter of their last of their first name. Let me look. I remember distinctively no. okay. seeing Kirkpatrick? a like VH1 no, but interview. Justin in Chris S. Okay, Kevin N. Kevin Insync received its name e. after Justin Timberlake's C. mother commented on how Insync's group names were singing voice. So maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. Insync is an acronym using the last letter of each member's first name. It'd be the original members. This is derailed. Let's go back to the horse people. <clears throat> I'm upset. Okay. <laughs> so she was hanging out with these, this family, the BBs at BB Ranch, and she met real life Misty. Misty was a real horse that she met that was the daughter of Phantom. So these horses were real. Mm-hmm. And in ninth, she falls in love with Misty. She, this is the best horse she's ever seen. Loves this pony so much. So in 1946, she ships Misty to her hometown in Wayne, Illinois. Misty of Chincoteague, the book, goes viral, you know, for the 40s. And everybody in the country is like... 
best book ever. We're all horse people. Hands down. Yeah. You know, this is the age of Ford Motors making the Mustang and Mm -hmm. the, you know, let's horse. It's horse country. It's pre-Pinto, though, which is also horse. It's true. Mm -hmm. These ponies where it did have some pinto vibes though floated when you hit them from behind (laughs) that would be not cool a a big manufacturing mistake from god yeah yeah hit them from behind (laughs) that's why they're so horses are so defensive and they kick backwards they're like no don't run into me i'm gonna explode yeah Yeah. that's true they have their own safety mods you know what that's great don't Um, need to recall those (laughs) never mind god so Misty becomes overnight celebrity. People are like, that pony, let's, what's up? Mm-hmm. She, uh, she's an honorary member of the American Library Association. She can't even read a horse. <laughs> hey, we don't. She's the it horse. She's pre-Mr. She Ed. Is. She could have read. Just... <laughs> she could it's be true. reading. Mis- <laughs> Someone had to teach that horse to talk. Misty yeah. walks and Mr. Ed could run. Read. Yeah. gallop yeah so mr ed could gallop <laughs> misty trotted so mr ed could gallop respect your elders yes people would show up at marguerite henry's house and she'd be like yeah come on in the public like that's a different she got a hot time. horse yeah come come check out my horse in the kitchen she kept the horse in the kitchen so what was like time. special about misty just that that's who this famous horse so she was, was a little named pony after. or was she full size horse well so all of these horses are smaller smaller but they're stature. not like tiny little sebastians right they're like they're sebastian-esque like okay. they're they're pretty small i really winnie yeah there is a mini horse in this neighborhood we have talked about this we have to go we find him find now it. bernard i, I swear Let's to god leave. he's like two blocks from here Let's get the get it together. We can okay. walk. It's hot. It hot, is hot. Pot on the go. No, it's hot. But I can put the seats down in the bronc and load yeah. the horse into the horse. Eh? Yeah. We don't have to have internet to connect to this USB uh, board, so we could maybe it's technically record. We can give him an apple and read searching. him a book. Those are the two things you can do with Bernard. Yeah, or we could ask him to read to us. Misty, you, yeah. Just drop Sorry. some horse hints, yeah. Horse. Do you know Misty? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just thought all horses would. Is that it's horses? I thought she was like the Madonna of horses. <laughs> horses is the hardest thing. <laughs> so in 1957, Marguerite returns Misty to her hometown of Chincoteague so she could foal. Or bear a foal. Mm-hmm. Bang. But some people were saying foal as a verb, and I did not like that. Four years later, the movie for Misty comes out, and so did Misty. She's getting, like, you she's know, it's a on, we're on She's a debutante. She's a lesbian debutante. Yes. Horse girl. Yes. The it horse uh, yeah. girl. <laughs> who reads? Sounds like we're How talking about, about this woman that I went to... <laughs> elementary school with a woman well she was a child at the time so was misty so misty's all you know 
doing parades around Chincoteague and people are like, where's that famous horse? I don't give a shit about these other ponies. Mm -hmm. And then Ash Wednesday of 1962. We all remember. We all remember this level five nor'easter that blows in. (sighs) Level five. Three days. Real cold. So cold. Uh, Misty is pregnant and she's back at the BB ranch at Mm -hmm. the time. Humans are evacuated from Chincoteague. The water's not drinkable. It's incredibly cold. People are going to die if they stay. So they are evacuated. Animals less so. Misty is <gasps> left in the kitchen. Oh, okay. so they get her inside. Back in a kitchen. Yeah. Yes, they get her inside. Pregnant, bare hooved. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where she's in supposed to be. Yep. No reading material. No reading. Not allowed to at this point. Do think... She has a little apron on. Yes. I think horse girls call their feet. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> Sorry. I they pretend they like do. they're horses. So they. <coughs> Apologies. They're living to all the, the fantasy. I'm not apologizing to a single horse girl. They know who they are yeah. and good for them. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they can let us know if they call their feet hooves. Misty's in the kitchen. She's got a cat friend. Aw. Everybody gets a cat friend. And the kids are calling the officials on the East Coast, like all whoever, cops, firemen, oh, anybody to be like. The children are, please ch- go check on Misty. Yes. Okay. The children are checking in on Misty. Misty lives. So does her full. Hmm. Has her baby. Across the islands, though, 55 ponies died at Ossateague and 90 died at Chincoteague. Yikes. So... Yeah, Misty lives happy story for Misty. But let's go back to where the fuck these horses came from. So local lore and Marguerite's novel claim the ponies are descended from horses that swam ashore from a the sinking of a Spanish galleon off the coast of Virginia around 1750. Since there's no documentation of a lost ship around that time, historians are like, mm, th- this is just runaway livestock that landed on these islands. Like it, They're newer than mm-hmm. 1750. However, recently, uh, a fossilized horse tooth from the Caribbean is kind of proving out the galleon theory. So researchers are believing that the tooth belonged to a cousin of the Teague's Island horses. Both of them have lineage that goes back to the Bronze Age of Spain. Uh, the 450-year-old shard of a molar, they originally thought it was, like, from a cow. So, mm-hmm. cow molar, who gives a right. shit? Well, collected in this Raiders of the Lost Ark situation. Right. But cow, we don't give a shit about cows, <laughs> I guess. But in the 19, it was found in the 1980s in northern Haiti, which was the site of a Spanish colony, Puerto Real. And it just sat for decades, because, again... <laughs> Fuck cows. Poor cows. I know. Cows have best friends. What? Cows have best friends. Don't ever say that to me again. Cows have best friends. So if you eat a cow, you ate somebody's best friend. I feel like I'm, I'm at a work tour. <laughs> Somebody's Fuck. cornering me that with a pamphlet. Like the, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so Puerto Real was founded in 1503. It was a ranching hub, which, yeah, this is, what, 11 years after... Our Lord and Savior, Christopher Columbus. Mm. <sighs> they were importing horses for ranching, 
let's make that a little bit easier. And then the horses were also a status symbol. Since they were rarely butchered, unlike best friend cows, mm-hmm. there, it's rare to find fossils from horses. And of the 127,000 animal specimens found in Puerto Real, eight belong to horses. So, Oh, very yeah. rare. Super rare. Very rare. And after testing the fossil tooth, the closest relative is the Chincoteague ponies. The The testing was, they went through a lot. Like, they froze it, they shattered it, they sent it off. And there was, you know, because it, it's on Haiti, because it has is 450 years old between like the salt water and the age they were like this could be a real shot in the dark mm. but they did find out that <clears throat> they are related how recently was this the tooth was found in 1980s the research and dna that was within the last like three to five years mm-hmm. i think I couldn't find a specific date, but the article was written like this last week. Mm-hmm. Although <clears throat> native <laughs> to North America, horses are. Really? They are native to North America. I that was the whole thing. Eat shit, weird brunch family. Wasn't it Karina who did it? <laughs> Eat shit. Eat shit. Wait. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Wild horse species that led to domestic horses. They were native to North America, but they hadn't been around for ten thousand years. Okay, after the ice age, so they went extinct. <laughs> yes, okay, they didn't go extinct. They just, they just crossed they that just barrier went and else. went to Russia to party or yeah. whatever. Okay, Russia where it's safe. So horses weren't Maybe here horses. for like ten thousand years. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, they just went MIA for a little bit. Yeah, just, you know, they went well, out they for a pack go, of cigarettes. Yeah. yeah, but more they had to break out on their own. They had to get away from mom, and they're like, "I gotta go do something else." Yeah, yeah, it's cold here. Yeah, Pay your bills. Got it. Uh, screw you, mom, and go hang out in Russia. Right. Yeah. Right. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to. My friends were telling me about this cool land ice bridge that I could cross. I'm gonna yeah. do that. Little, yeah. And then it melted. I would do it. Yeah, well, more of it's going to just yeah, keep seriously. on melting. As the Spanish were bringing over domesticated horses, the horses event, you know, obviously they pretty quickly were like, look at all of these planes. And also we were meant to be wild. So yeah. they all, that's how they came back. Mm-hmm. They returned. Got it. To where they're native to. I'm real upset about this. It's been haunting me for years. Limited food in Chincoteague, so they they didn't. It wasn't really the most hospitable island, which again is why people are like, "Why are you here? Why are you here?" Because all they had to eat were was marsh grass, which was really briny. So these horses had to drink two times the normal amount of water because of all the salt. yeah. Yeah, and then that that's also what kept them small. Oh, oh, it stunted this, their growth. The salt keeps them tiny. There's an annual pony swim <clears throat> that's in July. That's where the tens of thousands of horse girls congregate. And that horse swim, they go from Chincoteague to Ossetique, and then they are uh, they there's a horse auction. So that is how they keep the population, which I'm very happy mm-hmm. that's how we started, around 150 because the island is an island they don't want it to right they don't want them to eat each other out of house and home so they keep you know population control around 150 and it's not you know they're not 
sold for meat they're sold mm. to be cared for fingers crossed like go put them in another field let them be free. there's lots of field they can go to yeah, yeah. there's so much yeah. for now uh, another reason of people being like why are they here is that in between these islands and along that coast there's a lot of hazardous shoals oh god whitney's gonna <laughs> beat me there's a lot of hazardous shoals that have caused a lot of shipwrecks and very hard to get through, very hard to get over. So if there was a shipwreck and that's how they did it, like I would personally trust a, an animal to fare, be- fare mm-hmm. better in those situations. But every winter, shipwrecks, like remains of shipwrecks, wash ashore on these islands. I want to go to these islands. Yeah, so bad. that They're, sounds cool. I don't want to go in July. It seems like like virgin. Well, it's on I don't feel island. like I read enough to hang out with those people. Well, the horses specifically. Yeah. No, the the tens of thousands of tourists that come to watch hundreds of ponies swim from one island to another. Mm-hmm. As exciting and thrilling as those people sound. I don't know that I read enough to keep up with mm. them on a literary sure. scale. The feral population on Chincoteague can't, because it is feral and because it's just so isolated and because there's no documentation, there are arche- archaeolog- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. archaeological. Yeah, but the person. Archaeologist. Yes, thank you. I was like, archaeist. Archaeist. Mm-hmm. An archaeist. Arcade Fire. Sure. Yes. Yes. The members of Arcade Fire on Horse Ar- Island. Arcane Magi. Wynn Butler is a big fan. He's oh. a big man. Yeah. That too. He's very tall. But because of all of those things, there are people saying like, okay, we can't fully rely on the European <clears throat> documentation to tell us the horse history of how mm. horses got here. Mm-hmm, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. The end. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Don't ever come at me with horse <laughs> horsery again. <laughs> These horse, horse play. shenanigans. Yeah, horse mm-hmm. play. Horse play. Mm-hmm. How close is that to if we do like a weird brunch road trip, we hit up Dollywood, obviously. Mm-hmm. We can go to that. We can go to Martha's Vineyard and do sign language. Right. Right. Where is Martha's? I thought Martha's Vineyard. Wait, I don't even remember. Where. I, don't I know, know I did that story, yeah. but I don't remember where it is. We can go to this horse island. Uh-huh. I mean, I would do an East Coast trip. We can all work yeah. from home. I cannot. That's true. You could for a week. Yeah, for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Let's down. do this. Yeah, I'm fully down. Martha's been... Oh, yeah, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if we're doing Dollywood all the way up to Martha's Vineyard, there's... There's a lot in there. Yeah. We'll have to pull the archives. Could even take you to New York for a day. Mm-hmm. Lady. Never been. I know. That's... There's a... I guess I hadn't been until, like five years ago it seems overwhelming to plan a trip to mm. new york city new york city but it's it's not horse girl island doable yeah it's very narrowed See, that in. seems more stressful to me because with new york you can just get there and figure it out at least yeah. there's a lot there's of like places, access yeah, to you can take transportation I yeah i disagree because like in new york i feel like i'd be overwhelmed with all the things that i could do that i wouldn't know what to do as opposed to if i go to horse island you know what i'm doing yeah, seeing horses, and yeah. that's everything is horse centric. See, to me, it's city. how to. That <laughs> that's what I city. kept thinking. Yes. That's what I kept thinking. Have you? I don't know okay. what this reference is. <laughs> you have to. I don't know if we've ever actually talked about this on the podcast, but the new episodes of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Okay, yeah. 
the f- I think it might be the first episode they do Mac and Me, oh, which really? is a notorious, yeah. you know, bad e. movie, knockoff of E.T. E. E. But it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. We watched it together, like during also, the freeze, during the, the uh, snowpocalypse. Yeah. We, John and ago. I have watched it multiple times. We made them watch it. And now Lisa and CJ also reference it. I can't recommend it enough. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. But there's this part where there's these horses like running at the aliens and they're like in a field and the the voiceover is go on, get get out of horse city. And it's like the fucking horses say it's so good. That and I always say pretty nice. Pretty nice. Because at the beginning they get to their new city that they moved to mm. and the mom is like wow human boys city. yeah human mm. city <laughs> they're just in traffic and she's like wow boys look at all the cars <laughs> and they go pretty nice <laughs> it's like that's car- scripted they yeah, wrote yeah. that in it's the script in the yeah script. like cars okay anyways get out of horse city <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch that immediately i haven't tonight. i don't think i've watched any of the new msc3k it's I, good i think i tried to and it made me a little sad yeah yeah because yeah. that was a big bonding thing that we did with that yeah. yeah well and it came yeah we we went to one of them um, the live ones at the paramount mm-hmm. and that was fun but if you don't watch any of them just watch the mac and me the one. mac yeah. and me one mm-hmm. is so fucking good oh yeah. my god it's genius well but, if we take a road trip, we could go to Horse, go to Horse City. City. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to go next or do you want me to? What's too? yours like? Mine's lighthearted. Mine is also kind of about an invasive species, but it's it's pretty The ponies chill. are not invasive, Whitney. You said that they were okay. riddled, that it was riddled. Riddled with that horses. they have to do population control, control because of it. We could buy one. They had to bring we their should. natural like predators, horse girls, onto the island. And... <laughs> Natural predator. <laughs> Most people don't realize this, but the natural predator uh, yeah. of a horse is, is a, a horse, horse girl. girl. <laughs> You're coming home with yes. me. Yeah, that's not untrue. <laughs> um, they break them. Like yeah, I mean, it's called breaking. Yeah, I, it's, hate, I wonder hate. what Chris, Christine uh, listens. Yeah, she's a, our, my oh, BFF yeah. large breed animal vet, and I'm sure she's just like. <laughs> Either she Y'all loves it or she's <laughs> mad, and I hope she lets me know. She's Let always know, like, teeny. "Oh, I'll add that to my like veterinary tour. I'll go to Horse Island. Yeah. If you want to come to Horse Island been. with us, please." Are she saying everyone been? like there's doctors that work on Horse Island and they're all hacks? Like everyone I mean, in the I horse community is like this is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, that's I bet BB is also the doctor. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's probably true. like Shit's Creek. I don't remember that part, but I believe you. David has a panic attack and they take him to Ted. Oh, okay. It's been a while since I've watched through. I've never watched all of that. I have watched three episodes and I'm like, this isn't for me. You'll, it took me a bit. Oh yeah. You got to get to season two. Yeah. The first season is kind of a little too Canadian, I guess, where like (laughs) they're a little too nice. And that's what I didn't like. It it seemed like if they pushed it, I'm like, this is too saccharine. Like I want them to be more awkward and more dirty and more unsettling. It gets better. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm never going to say anything bad about Canada because I might be knocking on their door one day. I'm not saying being nice is is bad, except when it comes to Or Canadian. Well, 
Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, niceness and Canadianness go hand in hand. So does milk in a bag. Yep, <clears throat> delicious milk in a bag. We don't need brought to, go back to you to by milk in a bag. <laughs> I told Haley I was. I'm, I'm like halfway through editing the episode, <laughs> and it's just so much baby milk. <laughs> it's oh, it's a lot. Somebody's gonna listen to the this the last one and this one back to back, and then get to this one like God. I'm glad I'm past the podcast of milk <laughs> we just, just a baby baby full of a milk. belly full of little milk. tiny horsey with, with a belly full of foal oh, oh. <laughs> i was like a horsey with a belly full. that's cute i feel like that's probably like bad for horses well horse milk like yeah. when you're a baby when you're a baby yeah. horse when you're it a is, baby horse literal the literal words are i'm just a baby <laughs> with the belly full of milk and it translates don't quote scripture to, to me <laughs> So, I was there when it was written. I'm just a baby horse with a belly full of milk. milk. It yeah. just, you sound like. What? A crazy person. No, who's the rapist? Bill what? Cosby. Oh. Bill Cosby. Like, I'm just a jello pudding. Yeah. Okay. I get it. You sound like. I get it. Who's the rapist? Who's that? Who's our most well-known rapist currently? Currently. Um, I've forgotten yeah. everybody's name right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Winnie, do you want to tell your story? Though? I can tell mine. It's. I feel like it's kind of quick, too. So, I'm going to have to cue the. Drifting along in a tumbling, tumbleweed song mm. from the beginning of The Big Lebowski, if you remember that. But I, this might be a trigger warning for Lisa, but I am talking about tumbleweeds and mm-hmm. possibly things that you might not know about tumbleweeds. <laughs> You'll never know if I know or not I know. because you can't tell my face. I know. Is I can't. I can't even <laughs> see. But I, I like the idea of looking over at you and your face isn't just moving, a but tear, a single, single tear, tear is coming out. Um, <laughs> Screaming from my eyes, clearly. Yes. Okay. So we all know tum- the tumbleweed movie icon, cartoon legend. legend, desert staple, desert staple, never seen an episode of Roadrunner Coyote without Causes car wrecks, a tumbleweed. Yes. So so many car wrecks have, have you, you ever seen a tumbleweed right yeah i've seen a tumbleweed it's i've seen maybe one or once or twice i've seen like a tumbleweed irl Ugh. maybe i've seen a few this is gonna fuck me up it probably. is so it maybe it it might not if you're already aware of this so oh, i, I doubt i am okay <laughs> i seriously <laughs> doubt he's I having am. to belch i'm not belching and i hate that fucking word tumbleweeds what are they like i said iconic rolling down the street in I, my I, tumbleweed. In your tumbleweed. Jocking six the four. Slapping the hose. So I don't know if you've ever thought like I tried out what is a tumbleweed made out of? Like in my brain, hey. It's hey. It's like gathered dead, dead grass. pieces Maybe of yeah. things, Bones. right? Like it would be like a little avalanche. Like the what is the ball? Yeah. Like a ball of snow. It's yeah. like whatever pick, snowballs it picks it picks up, up on the yeah, yeah. It's snowballs. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it started as weeds. a thorny branch. It's yeah. weeds. And it's like it's a tumble and it of weeds. It picks up weeds along yeah. the way, right? Wrong. Okay. Well, my whole concept Fucking is shattered. Wrong. What is it with And me? you know what also? <laughs> They're communists. So let's okay. Well, let's get into this. So tumbleweeds are a highly invasive species. Where did they come from? Mother Russia. So (laughs) 
I swear to God. Where did they come from? Where did they go? They came over with the horses. They came Russia back. to America. Cotton Eye Joe. Um, the horses kicked them over when yeah. the horses you know, went over there. That wouldn't be surprising. Mm. So, okay. I didn't know the other names for tumbleweeds. Like tumbleweed is precise. Like what a great name for that. Yeah, I know exactly They're what also it is and called what it's doing. wind witches which might be That's better. That's pretty good. Fucking cool. And it's also known as the Russian cactus. It's Is it known as that? Salsolatragus. Oh. The Russian thistle. It's part of the amaranth family, which amaranth is pretty common across North America, but different variations. Is it like a bush? Yes. Okay. So actually, mom has some amaranth that I took a picture of and posted on my Instagram this morning. And I didn't even know I was going to do this story at the time. So what? So yeah, Russian Russian thistle, highly invasive in North America. And it showed up when? Late 1800s. What a good time to hang out in our wide open spaces. How did we get here? So it made its first known appearance in North America in the 1870s in Bonham County, South Dakota. I bet those people were like fucked up by it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Like, what is that? So witch? nobody really knows exactly when it came in because it's kind of secretive. Like the seeds from it were probably just mixed in with flax seeds, like other imported yeah. grains from Russia. Farmers are among the first people who notice the tumbleweed. They're like, what is this fucking pokey thing? All up in our roads. All up in our shit. So Russian thistle is an expert at exploiting loose, disturbed soil <laughs> with little competing vegetation. And so because all the Great Plains, like lots of the Great Plains had been plowed, they'd cleared a, a bunch of land and they cut down prairie grasses and other native vegetation in order to make space for crops. That's why we and got the Dust Bowl. Guess fucking what? I mean, it definitely had a great time in the Dust Bowl. Oh my God. Fucking rush time. So it was a perfect habitat for the Russian thistle. As the thistle matures, it goes from a soft seedling to a stiff and spiny plant. It's because it's stiff and spiny, animals won't graze on it unless it's like very young. It also inflicts wounds on the farmers, anyone like walking by it, the horses, the livestock, maybe tiny horses on an island. You never know. In some places, infestations of the tumbleweeds are growing so much that plowing becomes impossible and there's like extensive crop loss and lots of lots and lots of money livelihoods at stake when it comes to the invasion of the tumbleweed. Yeah, this sounds like it was on purpose. Yeah. It was also <laughs> a psyop. Um, even when it was I mean, in like other veg kind of like grassy areas and stuff, like the wildlife couldn't get to their normal vegetation because well, the tumbleweeds are blocking it. So it's fucking up a bunch of shit. And it spreads prolifically. It does it in a little special way we've seen. So we thought, all of us, right, that a tumbleweed is just picking up other stuff. But the way the tumbleweed works is after it's the, the plant has fully matured, it purposefully disconnects from its roots because it's going to get blown away. And that's how its seeds are spread. Oh. So it on purpose is like, 
I'm dead now. I'm going to lift up my feet off the ground and roll around the world. And so each plant has roughly 250,000 seedlings in it. Oh my God. And it just rolls wherever the wind takes it, right? It's also very difficult to separate Russian thistle seeds from other cereal grains with threshing machines Mm. and auto doing that because it's basically the same size as the crops that you're already doing it to. This sounds like warfare. But it was the 1800s. (laughs) Like they weren't coming for us. It's also just like more annoying than anything. It's not detrimental. So at least not so far. I mean, it could take out crops. Mm. A lot of the crops that were harvested, the seeds from those got mixed up also with tumbleweed seeds. So then they start replanting and there's tons of fucking tumbleweeds coming up. With the help of the Transcontinental Railroad also, they were able to spread not just like a few miles with no effort They could also travel considerable distances by floating along in irrigation canals and next to like railroad tracks and ditches and stuff like that. Okay, so if we replace tumbleweeds Mm -hmm. with misinformation (laughs) and we replace the wind and trains with the internet. Yes, we're being invaded by by tumbleweeds, yes. By the turn of the 20th century, the Russian thistle had made its way all the way to California, where overgrazing had depleted the sagebrush desert, native plants, and it was perfect for tumbleweeds. It's considered to be one of the fastest plant invasions in the history of the United States. It's found in every single state except for Alaska and Florida. But I guess Florida is maybe too tropical to support it it's weird to me that florida would because it has it. water on three sides yeah it has the most water yeah so around it um, or they just <laughs> go through so fast because yeah. it's it a peninsula they'd have to kind it. of yeah like, hey hey oh, bye it's also been introduced into other countries like europe and south america it grows in this round shape perfect for rolling they can get to about a meter tall which is around three feet breaks from its roots when the plant is dead thousands of seeds will survive for months it doesn't really need much for the seed to germinate and they love growing in environments with extremely low moisture and they're also adapted to alkaline and saline soils so the moisture part is probably what saved Florida. They can grow. They love reduced vegetation, manually cleared land. And yeah, they're just blowing around. Right where we don't want them. Yes. Probably one at our door right now. I, I haven't seen any in Austin. Well, I because like. we're not. It's a city. Yeah. yeah. If um, you go anywhere west of here, you're going to. Yeah. So. On top of them being invasive and, like, easy to grow, tumbleweeds are super flammable (laughs) because they're just dead, brittle, yeah, like, poofy kind Mm -hmm. of branches. And as they roll their ways across counties and stuff like that, you know, they'll accumulate, like... A cigarette butt. Yeah. Well... (laughs) At yeah. fire lines or along structures like houses, Make a big rat's fences. Nest of- yeah, they can definitely become threatening to life if they catch fire at all. They cause traffic accidents, mm-hmm. like we were talking about, because they'll blindly 
blindly as if it knew it was doing. It kind of knows what it's saying. I have a harrowing tumbleweed story. In 2014, two counties in Colorado declared a state of emergency because their neighborhoods were overwhelmed by tumbleweeds. Riddled with them. Riddled Riddled with with tumbleweeds. They had to close down 45 miles of roads because of the tumbleweeds. They can block free-flowing water. They can cause damage to equipment it also can host insects really easily because yeah the animals aren't gonna fuck with the tumbleweed and the insects can just get inside it and be like oh we live here now and we're going on vacation yeah it's kind of whimsical when you explain it like that (laughs) i mean get in it if you're a little buggy go on ahead it's also a it's pollen is like a big allergen hooray for me it's the same for people who suffer like hay fever. You're going to react to the pollen of the Russian thistle. They've tried to combat the virality of it. Uh, they've released biocontrols in the 70s that weren't effective. It was two species of moths. They were like, this is going to be great. Didn't work. You can use herbicides on them. That kind of works. And there's talk of, <laughs> this is so gross sounding too. There's talk of, releasing a thing called a blister mite from Mm. Tunisia. And that just sounds like one of those endings. Yeah. Well, and then we released the blister mites. And they got out of control. So has the tumbleweed ever done anything good? Yes. In the Dust Bowl, tumbleweeds were like, it's my time to shine. All the crops were failing, except they saw cattle would eat the like baby young, tumbleweed yeah the baby tumbleweeds and so a lot of people started planting tumbleweeds and harvesting it as an alternative to feed to cows and horses mm-hmm. and stuff kansas produced over 350 tons they called it thistle hay over 350,000 tons of thistle hay in 1934 alone and it's credited with saving the cattle industry during the dust bowl people also were reduced to eating that also Mm. people who were starving in a book called the worst hard time damn what a book Mm -hmm. it can't wait to read that they were surviving on a diet largely consisting of canned tumbleweeds (laughs) what i don't like that canned canned in liquid i think that'd probably be easier to eat than the the actual shrub itself, you know? Yeah, but what's it canned with? Pickling vinegar. I imagine it's and okay. then, So then you just, like, pull out wet yeah, weed? Yeah, wet weeds. But if you got nothing else, yeah, you can't eat the dust. Eat the tumbleweed. Eat sand. And when we go to meet those, we eat sand. Eat sand and tumbleweed. But yeah, despite being super iconic, the tumbleweed is invasive we're still getting fucked up over it there's some shit pretty recently with towns i love seeing pictures of cars that just, they can't back out yeah. because there's yeah. like a whole thing of tumbleweed it looks like how I have a daddy long legs yeah, nest yeah. looks just like yeah. right all over to like go up two stories because they just roll onto each and other they grab and onto like, each other and they're like what's up and it's like, like a rat king yeah it's yeah. it is it's like a rat king i'm gonna kill both of y'all tonight <laughs> today whatever time it is anyways that's You'll the story know. of the tumbleweed the wind witch i like which i really like i like that too it's very cool but yeah i have to pee so i'm gonna pause go piss girl
Go piss girl. Thank you for giving me permission. I know you don't care what I think. I know. Okay, we're all back from going piss girl. Gone piss girl. Mm-hmm. I didn't pee. Okay, well. You're two out of the club. Two thirds of us. I don't want to have empty bladders. You're out of the club. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so my story is going to start with every girly's favorite subject. Horses. Close. Tumbleweeds. Niche World War II military history. Yes. Perfect. Fantastic. So um, in 1939 to 1940, the tiny Finnish army had an auxiliary, so like B-plot, mini-war with the Soviet Union. So right at the beginning of World War II. And this is basically because Finland's strategic location caused the Soviet Union to think that that Finland would be used against them, basically, okay. which is like fair. And they don't like that. And they don't like that. They're like, mm, y'all are, we already see what the Germans are doing. They're going to do that to y'all. So they're being proactive. They're being yeah. proactive. Exactly. So at the beginning of the Second World War, Finland declared itself neutral, much like its Swedish neighbors. They're like, right. leave us out of your bullshit. We've seen their outfits. We yeah. Know. But... Even though they declared themselves neutral, the Soviet Union demanded con- demanded concessions from them so they could better protect the Soviet turf. Mm. Basically, they wanted some land from Finland to help like buffer potential foreign insurgents. Sounds familiar. Yeah, so they kind of like went to Finland. And were like, "Hey, can you give us like eleven percent of your land in this strategic location, and we'll just like call it even?" And very Finland, familiar. Yeah, and Finland was like, mm, "Let me think about it." So they like delayed response to Russia for a while. All meanwhile mobilizing their own army and they also tried to seek help from sweden and other western allies including britain and france but with very little success because at this time the soviets the british and the french were all part of the allies so it's like well we're Mm -hmm. not going to help you mobilize against our soviets right now basically the soviets faked a border incident that gave them an excuse to invade Finland. Finland. They basically said, hey, one of our guys got shot over there. That's not cool. And they're like, whatever. No, it didn't happen. Like, too bad. Russians, they just can't calm down. They really, I mean, once they have a plan, they stick to it. I guess. Like a tumbleweed. (laughs) Sure. Or not. Sure. So the Finnish had been preparing for war, so they were kind of already organized. And surprisingly, the Red Army was very ill-equipped, poorly led, and unable to deal with the Finnish terrain and the winter weather. Hmm. Though they were small and under-resourced, the Finnish army was resilient and kind of had the home field advantage. So they held off the Soviets for a while. So basically, don't start a land war in the middle of winter with Finland. Right. Which is interesting. I mean, if I had to... Did they yes, have- anyone who could, it'd be Russia. Yeah, yeah. And they, well, that's did did they have um, an elk army? I don't think so. That didn't okay. get brought up specifically here. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying that's not part of my story. Okay, okay. It's so the Middle Earth uh, thing, I guess, potentially. So Finland resisted for about three months with no outside assistance. Nobody would help them because they were in that neutral territory, so they couldn't really ask. They couldn't get what they needed. But the Soviets were able to reorganize and try again. And in early February 1940, the Finnish army was exhausted and eventually overrun outside help never materialized. So Finland was forced to sign the treaty of Moscow, which ceded 11% of its territory to the Soviet union, unfortunately. And then they, it's complicated after that fact, but anyways, so, but one year after that, after that, after um, operation Barbasoa, which operation Barbasoa was Hitler's official invasion of the Soviet union, which is what eventually lost him the war because he 
started a land war in Russia in the mm-hmm. middle of winter. Because of that, Finland unofficially allied with Nazi Germany and started working to take back that that lost mm-hmm. 11%. So they were, I'm not going to give them an excuse so they still fucking allied with the Nazis, but it's like a the enemy of my enemy. enemy is my friend. Yeah. yeah. And nobody else was helping them because they did go to the allies right. first to look for help. I mean, but they were like, we still want to be neutral. Yeah. Like, if you want our help, become an ally. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Don't be a fence sitter. Ally. Anyway. Ally. So that's kind of the brief history of kind of what gets us to this next point. So now I want to introduce you to a man named Amo Koivivin. I'm mm-hmm. only going to call him Amo because that last name is too difficult Perfect. for me. Mm-hmm. He is a 27-year-old soldier and a member of the Finnish Ski Patrol. Hottie. I know. Yeah, he's totally hot. Yeah. Hottie Bombani. So Finnish Ski Patrol, imagine kind of like stormtroopers, like all white. They're mm-hmm. they're they're military they're personnel that are fucking skiing. Snow. Right, exactly. And in March 1944, so this is several years after um, fin- Finland had lost land to Soviet Union, we're already in well into World War II, almost actually within almost a year and a half of ending it. Yeah. yeah. So Amo and his fellow Finnish soldiers were in Lapland, which was in- yes. was inside the Arctic Circle. I just wanted you to say Lapland this <laughs> yeah. whole time. Yeah, which um, at this point was deep behind enemy, li- enemy lines, and they found themselves surrounded by Soviet opposing forces. And a gunfight started, and everyone started scrambling for safety. And being outnumbered, the Finnish shoulder, fo- soldiers fled on their skis. They popped them on. You know, I don't know if they strapped them on or if they popped them on. I don't know the what. Oh, I bet back then it was a lot of straps. Yeah, yeah annoying definitely. straps. There's no pop. So they get them on and they take off. And in order to flee from the Russians, Amo tried to open a ski track in the snow, which is basically one person is in the lead cutting mm-hmm. a path for everyone else to follow through. But like him and honestly, the rest of the soldiers were absolutely dead tired. They hadn't slept. It, it says they hadn't slept in a few days, but they probably hadn't really slept in I mean, years yeah. <laughs> at this point. A few days is, <laughs> I'd be tired. It'd be hard. I'm tired after 10 hours of I'm tired right now. Life. Yeah. And I'll go what have I right done now. today? I will go sleep right you now. You want to turn off the pod? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Click. No. And so, and he had, they, they had only had a piece of bread for food in the last 12 hours because they were this low on is rations. like middle air. It is. Yeah. So it's bad. So he's basically skiing and falling asleep and his compatriots are like, do not fucking fall asleep because you're the lead and it will we'll all get fucked yeah. if this happens. So he's like, fuck. And then he remembered that back in Finland, the squad leader had given him amphetamines, a ration of a stimulant called Pervitin. Yes. And he was in charge of the whole team's rations. And the tablets would give soldiers a burst of energy. So Kovin or Amo initially resisted taking the drug because he's like, uh, even then, that sounded like a little right. sketchy, You're right? Get a little that was up all of it. World War II, yeah. though. Everybody was on, on speed. Yeah. <laughs> it, that even went into the Cold War with our own yeah. leadership. <laughs> but so, but they were in desperate circumstances. So, Pervitin is meth. Cool meth. You have to imagine the meth that was being made by a military lab is different than the meth that's being made right. on the street. So, but nonetheless, it is amphetamines. It is meth. So, Amo pulls out the pills from his pocket and he's rushed and he's tired and he's like bulky gloves on. And in the moment of panic, he like pours the pills into his glove and dry swallows the whole bottle of 30 pills, which was the rations for the entire mission for the entire squadron. (laughs) And a safe, safe dose of Pervitin is one pill. Right. Minutes later, if maybe seconds later, he was no longer tired 
or weak or exhausted. He was full of energy and strength and quickly started to pick up speed. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Little Speedy Gonzalez kind of thing. Yeah. So he's cutting through the snow like a fucking Olympic athlete. He feels fantastic. Probably the best that he's felt in years at this point. Better than he's ever felt. He's not hungry. He's not tired. He's basically a super soldier, right? And then the pills really kick in. Right. (laughs) And he starts tripping balls. Oh. Yes. So they're surrounded by, you know, it's woods. And so the landscape starts to morph and everything gets blurry and trees look like monsters and he thinks he's seeing like enemy soldiers behind every turn but he keeps he just keeps fucking yeah, going you gotta go. going he becomes increasingly paranoid and then he starts to intermittently black out like mm. not pass out but black out mm-hmm. right and I mean, so he's dying yeah, oh right? so he's 30 tablets, tablets of, of meth, meth yeah. basically yeah and so his fellow soldiers because you know they're still scrumming every once in a while cause to check on each other and see if they any of the other soldiers had gotten caught up with him. So Amo's compatriots noticed that he wasn't doing too hot and he did tell them, oh, by the way, fucking down the bottle of meth mm-hmm. that we were given and he's acting fucking insane. So they take away his ammunition. They're like, let's at least keep mm-hmm. him from yeah. becoming violent against us. Good um, move. Yeah. And it's a wow. rather, yeah, it's a right around that time that he like full blacks out, like mm-hmm. gone, right? And so he wakes up with no food, no water, no ammo, and no comrades around is it him. Wakes up or comes to? Comes to. to okay. Like, comes to is probably a more accurate yeah. word. So he doesn't know exactly where he is, but he can tell that he's traveled at least 100 kilometers, which is about 60 miles in 24 hours. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh on skis. <laughs> skis in, in deep in the, snow. In deep snow deep in snow. the woods. Yes. Like cross <laughs> cross country skiing yes. in deep snow. Looking like a storm Blacked <laughs> on drugs. <laughs> um, and he was, so he was alone. Um, he didn't know if he had run from his fellow soldiers or if they had run from him or if he just like took so off far ahead. like in like cartoons where you're the, yeah. he's running <laughs> and his legs are just like a smoke thing right. yeah who knows but he's wakes up and he's still fucking high he's still high as shit and he's still on his skis so that's good because that's his main kind of mode of uh, transportation so amo is wandering around messed out <laughs> in the arctic circle um and he spots a fire burning at the bottom of a hill in the distance and he was like oh fuck that's a german camp those are my friends mm-hmm. i need to get down there and get help so he beelines down the hill towards this german camp only about three quarters of the way to realize that is not a german camp that is a russian camp uh-oh and he, he can't do anything about it. And he's on drugs. So he just blasts through, through the camp. Hell yeah. <laughs> and luckily, because he was going, come in so like hot and wild, like this crazed man. <laughs> They're like, hey, Yeti, he has come for yeah. us. Yeah. And so the Russians don't even have time to react. And they do like kind of half-ass try to chase after him. But it was, you know, he was going so fast and it was one real fucked up soldier right. so it's kind of like whatever so he gets out of that mess pretty quickly it, it makes me think of like i don't know like spies like us or something like yeah, that just zoom right yeah. through it <laughs> exactly okay so everyone was facing the other way or yeah. he's got like clothes dangling yes. off yeah. of them yeah. And, yeah. yeah so he just he just keeps booking it because he's freaked out because he, he thinks they're following him so he's keeps going he's without food he's surviving on pine needles and water Delicious. which like, apparently tumbleweeds. like tumbleweeds yeah. you, you can eat them 
He's in and out of consciousness. He fought a fucking Wolverine. And in the process, the Wolverine like stole his backpack and broke his wrist. Oh my. Just kidding. Is he it? hallucinated okay, that. I was like, was it a natural no. Wolverine? It was a tree. <laughs> Incredible. And he threw his backpack and lost it. And he broke his wrist from trying to fight a tree. This poor yeah. messed out <laughs> Still guy. messed out so high. So luckily at some point he found an abandoned cabin. He's like, awesome. So he gets into the cabin and he's able to start a fire on the wooden floor in the middle of the room. Naturally. Oh, what a perfect. great place. So, and he's like, so the, the fire's starting and it's kind of starting the cabin on fire, but he's so like physically exhausted, obviously, that he just like lays down and tries to go to sleep. He can't sleep. But every time the fire just starts getting closer, I mean, he just, just kind of like scoots away. out of the way. <laughs> And so he, he, luckily, he can't fall asleep. And eventually, the entire cabin's engulfed in flames, and he just gets up and walks out the door. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I love it. This is a meth story. This He's is like meth- our so original pops, meth yeah, story. Pops yeah. his skis back on and skis away from this cabin that's on fire behind him. Mm-hmm. So the next morning, Amo comes across an abandoned German outpost, which is like, uh, cool, better, better right? And he walks up to the outpost and immediately sets off a landmine. <laughs> and he looks down and his right foot has the bone splintering out of it. But no matter, he's still real high. So yeah. he, he so presses he's like, on. So he's I'm like, invincible. Kind of. So he's not walking on it. So Amo like hops over around to like the dugout portion of it. He's like, okay, this is actually like the entrance entrance. No, another explosive trap. <gasps> no. So he goes to open the door. <laughs> And the door explodes and shoots him back. Oh my god! This is into real. snow into thir- thirty meters back into snow. So it's like fifteen feet back of the dugout. So the front part of his body is singed off. Oh Like my in a cartoon. God. Like, yeah, like he's like blasted. Blasted his hairs. Just yes. Straight yes. Up. Yep. Right and the front. All of his clothes are burned off from the front, and he still has the handle. In his oh hands. my god! This man. It's really good. And so at this point, his foot's broken, his wrist's broken, he doesn't have any food or water, he's been surviving on pine needles, he is wily coyote, clothes blasted Mm -hmm. off of him from the front, (laughs) deep in enemy territory next to an abandoned... Still high. Still still high. Absolutely still high. So he's like, fuck it. And so he curls up in a ditch to sleep, or maybe to die, or maybe to wait to get caught, whatever. And he's starting to come down. So he is able to fall asleep. A few days later, a group of Finnish soldiers find him. And they kind of assessed his condition, half naked, seriously injured, still a little high. And they promised to send back a rescue party um, to come and get him. And Amo was sure they would never come back. And he wasn't even convinced that he didn't hallucinate the entire thing. So he's like, whatever. So he's still laying in this ditch in the state that he's in, maybe waiting to die, maybe waiting to be captured or rescued. And he does manage to capture a Siberian jay and bite its head off and eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Just raw. The whole fucking thing except the bones. I mean, I can only imagine how hungry he is at this point. I mean, I'm not saying I I don't think I'd be able to do it, but if I, you know, if it was there, I could catch it. I mean, at that point, that man can do anything, whether he's Mm -hmm. high or not. Like, Mm -hmm. think about when he's just... So then a few days later, the Finns actually come back to rescue him. And they get him to a field hospital, and his heart rate was 200 beats per minute. And he weighed 94 pounds. Oh, my God. He had been high through the Arctic Circle, having this cartoon-style misadventure for two weeks. (laughs) And he covered the, a distance of 250 miles. 
So he blacked out for oh, like he fuck, 10 but he days. Kept yeah. fucking going. He did not stop. Like he he full on blacked out and just covered trek, just trekked through. So how many th- experiences did other people potentially have with him right. that he wouldn't even remember? No one knows about. Yeah, so he survived and went on to live a long and happy life and died at the age of 71 in 1989. Did he do meth again? I don't think so. He didn't really like talking about it. Did the Finns escape because of the path he laid out? I don't know. Dang. Yeah. Wow. That's probably out that there, but I looked that up. the most fun story. So this is the first time that, or at least it was noted, that a soldier overdosed on meth mm-hmm. while in active duty. Um, the first of how many? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and he only broke his wrist, foot. stepped on a landmine that blew off his foot, and got blasted. <laughs> I love it because they found him half naked. But when you hear half naked, you think they're missing a shirt or their pants. But it's It's the the front front half of his body and the back half still pretty cool. He also fought a tree and slashed maybe a wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who knows what that Blew through a Russian camp. Uh, My God. I'm I'm Why has this not been a movie? I don't know. But it does. It him. sounds like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And there, you know, nothing really about him after the fact. Just. That's, That's what he did. It. Dang. Well, what's his first name again? Yo- Amo. A I M O. A I M O. That's a cool name too. What's his name? Amo. It was his name. and he did a bunch of math, sort of an accident, and survived a war. Good for him. That makes me think I could survive that much with math, ma- with enough math, yeah, and that I'd lose a lot of weight. Yes. And then ninety-four pounds. Like yeah. you're like even if you were more slight male soldier. Oh, that's emaciated, yeah. like, badly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like It's like a skeleton, yeah. <sighs> Dang. Well, I thought we all had real fun, concise fun stories yeah. this time. We were, more, were, we, were we all more organized this week than last week? I don't know week? if we were just more not. well-rested. Maybe. I, I, yeah, I'm not hungover. I'm not tired. So, I mean, I could go to sleep. Like we I talked said. about this. Like, I, I will go, go to sleep. But we will take but meth. But I'm not tired. So we don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have been doing meth. Maybe oh my God. that's what it is. Oh, you yeah. look great. Thank you. Yeah, for now. I just started. <laughs> I'm excited for this journey. But, um, yeah. So thanks for listening. Rate us on Hot or Not or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Send us meth. Send us meth or meth tap. Like I would like the government fin version. Fin. It's yeah. Fin, yeah. But fin fin's outlawed now too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So yeah. don't don't dangle a fin fin pill in front of don't me. Bring don't bring a fin fin to a meth party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> embarrassing. How many times have I said that? Um, you would get bullied so, so hard. <laughs> I brought this Adderall. Being bullied by a bunch of meth heads. Wow. No, thank you. Wow, 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 wow. I'll stick to my Diet Coke. Thanks, Betty. It's the Lord's fin What fin. if we took the meth heads to the Chincoteague Island in a tumbleweed? And they raced the mini horses. Yeah. I feel bad for the horses. On foot. <laughs> yeah, on foot. Like, they couldn't get on them or touch yeah. them. It mm-hmm. would just be a race Who's through the water. this horse or that meth, that meth, head. meth heads on skis? I don't know. See, that's different. That's, that's different. true. They might want to be on water skis at that point. Water skied methods. <laughs> we try it. Okay, we're done. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.